Welcome to Pyagogy, a Highlander Academy podcast about what we do and why we do it. I'm Christy Wright, the assistant head of school, and I'm here with Mr. Duncan, our headmaster. Good morning. Good morning. So here we have episode two, Why Christian Education. Um, Let's just jump right in with our great quote. You want to read that off for us? Absolutely. A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. And that's from Luke chapter 6, verse 40. Serious business. Absolutely. Right. So let's talk about um, who this podcast is for. Um, We believe this, you know, the idea of Christian education applies equally from kindergarten all the way up to the 12th grade, right? Yes. All right. So we're going to walk through, um, you know, each episode will roughly follow the trivia. We'll talk about the grammar or just the basic building blocks of each topic and then the logic of that subject and how it works, how it works together. And then the rhetoric of that particular subject. And then, and that will just cover, you know, what is this for? So we'll end up getting around to the why question, why Christian education. But of course we want to start with the grammar. What, you know, how do we define Christian? So uh, let's start with this question. Can education be Christian and how so? Yeah, I would say that, you know, education, not only can it be Christian, but education does necessarily come from a worldview. And so no matter who is educating or teaching something, it's coming from, uh, it's coming through the framework of whatever the teacher's worldview is. And so at HRA, it's very, uh, we say we're distinctly classical and we're distinctly Christian. And so when we say we're distinctly Christian, we mean that uh, we teach from a Christian worldview um, intentionally, but also just naturally because of the folks that we have here on staff. Yeah, absolutely. So our goal is not just to use Christian books, but to hire believers right. and and any education that flows from them, you know, should be, uh, of course, through the, we talk about Christian worldview, but should be through a Christian believer and, and come out um, reflecting truth and goodness and beauty. Yes. So who does knowledge at, at Highland Room, who do we believe knowledge belongs to? Right. Let's talk about knowledge for just a minute. Yeah, this kind of goes right along with the idea that education flows from a worldview um, and that people have uh, a standard for what they believe to be true. And so we, we believe that all truth is God's truth. Uh, and we believe that's true about the person of Jesus, who he is. He is God incarnate. We also believe that about math. We believe that if one plus one equals two is a true statement, that's because God decreed it. So, uh, and so no matter if it's math or if it's natural sciences or if it's how to build a good argument or how to speak well or what is good art, that there's a standard for truth. There's a standard for goodness. There's a standard for beauty. And all of those things flow out of who God is. Right. And we talk a lot about how these things are naturally interconnected, right? Because God has created a universe, not a multiverse. Right. And so to separate these things into subjects can be practically helpful for you know how we use our time in a day or in a week. But at the end of the day, our goal is to help our students understand that all things are from him and all things are for him. Yes. And so they're necessarily connected together. Right. And that'll look different depending on the age of the student, what class they're in, you know, how we present that stuff, um, that stuff, the content, the stuff, the stuff right? So um, let's let's talk about this question. What is what is the end of knowledge? What is knowledge for? Um, what is education for? What are we doing here? Right. Yeah. So the end goal uh, of Christian education is to is to strive to grow boys and girls into young men and women that love Christ and that love truth, that love goodness, that love beauty, uh, that know students that know that he is the source for those things. 
and, and for them to love learning. We've been trained, I think, in our culture. I know I was for a large portion of my life. I believe that, well, the whole point of my learning is to get a job so that I can work for a while, so that I can retire, spend a few years right. off, so that I can send, die. Yeah, and then send kids through that whole process. Yes. Repeat, start over. Yeah. Yep. So the goal there, uh, and our goal as Christian educators, is to teach students to love learning because God has created a magnificent, wonderful world for them to enjoy for their good and for His glory, uh, to teach them to, to love learning and to be lifelong learners, not just for the sake of knowledge, but for the sake of knowing God, His creation well, and give, bringing Him glory. Right. We're after truth. And you know, I think often when you separate the act of discipleship and education and at Highland Room, we believe those are one and the same, but to separate them and to say that we can learn about science s- separate from the truth of God's created order and who he is and what all of all of science is even for in the first place, that we're really not telling the truth about what science is. Right. right? We're sort of It's just a shadow. Absolutely. Yeah. And and the same with you know, same for when we read literature, we study any of the humanities, how how can we study what a human is and what humanity is apart from uh, where humanity has come from and what its purpose is. And I've, I used to think that those things were falling short of the whole truth, but then I realized recently it, anything falling short of the truth is just a lie. Yeah. So our goal is to tell students the truth. It's overly simplistic to say yes. it that way. Yes. Um, but that's, that's really the essence of what we're doing is we're, we're telling kids not just truth, but the whole truth, right? I don't think I'd find a classroom where any teacher in any school was telling kids lies. But our, our goal, and um, we have the freedom at Highland Room to tell kids the whole truth. Yes. Um, let's let's talk about, let's just go back to that quote from Luke that you read at the start. A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. So why, why do we have this imperative of Christian education in light of this verse? Yeah. Well, this is why something you said earlier in the conversation was that we don't just have Christian curriculum, we have Christian teachers. Um, it's not enough just to have Christian curriculum uh, because we know that Scripture is true, it's profitable for us, and Luke is, is teaching us um, that we become like our teachers. And so if we're going to become like our teachers, then we want to have fantastic teachers. We want to have teachers that also are lifelong learners, that love truth, goodness, and beauty. And praise be to God, we have that at Highlander Academy, uh, the strength of HRA is the fact that we have teachers that love God and love His world and uh, want to, and, and they desire for their students to become like them. They don't shy away from that. They know that's a great calling, uh, but they they welcome that. I think it's important that we acknowledge that every school in America is going to have at least a few, or maybe many, great teachers. Sure. Some of whom are, are also Christian believers. Absolutely. Uh, but to become like our teacher, we only become like what we see and what that, that teacher can say and do and exhibit, right? Yes. And so I think it's important to note that the reason Christian education is so important um, is not just to have Christian believers before our students, but Christian believers who can fully Christian in front of their students so that the student can become fully Christian. Yes. You know, my, my mother is, a, is an educator, has been in the uh, public school system for uh, over 30 years. Uh, and when we talk about education, you know, she, she's a Christian. She's in public school. She's just handicapped in a way to, to speak the whole truth um, in a way that our teachers aren't. Right. And so... Um, She's someone that her students can emulate. They can uh, become like her, mm-hmm. and that's a good, mm-hmm. uh, but they can't become fully like her because right. she cannot fully share with them 
know, her deepest held beliefs about the world and where truth comes from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's deal with a few misconceptions because I, I think in Christian education, there are so many misconceptions and we'll do this For sure. in each episode with each topic. And this one just has uh, quite a few. Um, w- what about this idea that, well, we want our children to be missionaries. So we really don't want to put them in a Christian school. Right. Let's, let's handle that. Yeah. I would say, amen. We want our children Great. to be yeah. uh, missionaries. That's good. Um, what I would say is that I'm not ready for my young children to be missionaries yet. And so when we say the HRA is a discipleship-based school, that we partner with Christian families to achieve goals that they're already achieving, it's so that, that's, that's kind of the short game, and then the long game is that these students will go out and be salt and light in whatever it is that God has called them to do. And so the end goal really is evangelism. Part of our vision is servant leadership and to go out and to uh, you know, wash feet like Jesus did. You know, that was a disgusting job. And, you know, he was willing to do that for uh, his students, for his disciples. And so, um, you know, we we want our students to be missionaries. I I think a lot about um, this analogy of a nursery um, that you, if you take a little sapling and plant him out in the elements by himself, uh, the chance that he survives is small. Uh, But if you plant him in a nursery where someone's pruning him and feeding and watering him, growing him up into a strong tree, and then you go plant that tree among the elements, it has a much greater chance of surviving. So it's not that it's, it's, not that it's foolproof. It's all about kind of God's grace, um, His mercy in our lives. But uh, we do want our children to be missionaries, just not quite yet. I think anybody who's spent time on the mission field would tell you that there must be a time of preparation Absolutely. and training. Yeah. And so uh, we, we again, I, I love that you started with, yes, amen. That's what we're all after. It just takes time to get there. And then, of course, you know, depending on how you see children, um, you know, for us, I, I would look at my five-year-old, and this has been the case with the, the two children we've had going go into school. Um, our five-year-olds were not yet professing believers, so they they themselves needed discipleship. Um, or needed the, needed the gospel really yeah. before they were able to to become missionaries on their own right. Um, let's talk about this next um, misconception. What about parents who say, "I just want, I really want my kids to know how to interact with the real world." Yeah, um, that's that's a that's a good question. It's a good misconception um, there. You know, I, I want my kids to know how to interact with the real world. Um, you know, I I would I would argue that we are interacting with the real world every day more than. Uh, students in uh, in a traditional Christian school or in in a public school um, based on the content of the things that they, that they have to struggle with. You know, our older kids will joke uh, that they're less sheltered than public school kids or kids in high school because they're reading, they're reading the Quran, they're reading Mein Kampf, which was Hitler's playbook for how, how to execute an entire race of people. Those things are dangerous and you can't just give those to anyone. Those are tools. Um, and so you have to be uh, careful about how you pass those things on. But 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 those things are very important uh, because that is how the real world, the world that we live in, came to be. And so for our students to be able to leave here and to know those, even those dark things about Western civilization, those dark things about history, and to be able to fight back against those things um, is truly living in the real world. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think about, you know, I, I, my hope is that our graduates would go on and do a variety of things. Um, but but I think about well I, I'm in I'm in a Christian school. My husband's a pastor. We're in Christian ministry. Our world is very Christian, but this is a real world for us. 
And so I I don't feel like I'm not in the real world. And, you know, I live my life in the context of some Christian circles. It's very real. And I think we have this idea nowadays that in order for something to be authentic, it must be gritty and dirty. And that's not always the case. It's just as real for, I'm stealing this um, example from, I think, Douglas Wilson in his book, Wordsmithy. And he says, it's just as authentic to tell a story of a father tucking his child in and reading a bedtime story. And as sweet as that is, um, you don't have to go to the alley where there's a, you know, a, an exchange, a drug exchange. I don't even know enough about what do you call it? A drug deal. There's, yeah. where there's like a, 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 you know, some gangs and drug deal, like that's not more authentic and that things that are good and wholesome and truthful and beautiful are just as real. And then going back to what we were saying earlier about Christian education, telling the truth, one might argue that it's even more real because we can be more honest about the way the world is. Yeah, so good. Um, let's let's jump into, let's just move, move ahead to parent resources. We want to give our parents some good things to um, pursue right. if they're interested in learning more. So um, a lot of these things will come up, con- you know, episode after episode, but they just touch on, on the same topic. So let me start first with our statement of faith, talk about Christian education. So at Highland Room Academy, you can find our statement of faith at our website and uh, it's www.highlandroomacademy.org. Um, Douglas Wilson's book, Recovering the Lost Tools of Learning, I think he deals with very well the, the issue of Christian discipleship and education. Um, do you have any other books you want to throw out there? <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, resources. Yeah, Wisdom and Virtue uh, is a good book. And uh, we probably mentioned this in the last episode, but Dorothy Sayers' Lost Tools of Learning is always a, a great starting point. Yeah, absolutely. And so we'll, we'll close with this uh, greater quotes and, and anecdotes. And you touched a little bit on our older students saying that they're sometimes they'll joke that their public school counterparts are too sheltered. Mm-hmm. Right. I always right. get a big kick out of that um, because of stuff, you know, we don't censor a whole lot. We deal with the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, and then I have a little quote here from our upcoming second grader, Katie Wright, and uh, talked to her or asked her about, you know, um, you know, what do you think about going to a Christian school and do you like it? And she said, I do because you learn about Jesus. And it was very simple, um, but but so good, right? So um, we want to learn about Jesus as we walk along the way and as we sit down and as we rise and uh, in school, in all, class, all in the hallways, at the lunchroom. Yeah, all, all the time at home, at church, at school. And so that, that'll wrap up our second episode. We want to ask um, our parents who might be listening to find at least one other Highland Rim parent and let them know about this podcast. Um, if you have any feedback for us, we'd love to hear. You can send that to us uh, through the front office and you can find out how to contact us through our website. Um, and our next episode will be about why classical education. So thanks for good. listening and we hope you'll join us next time.